From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Here we go, hour two, Big and Wild Outdoors. Thank you so much for getting up and joining us on this bright and beautiful Saturday morning. We really do appreciate it. We are live in the studios with you. If you'd like to give us a call, you know you're always welcome to. 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. And never forget. Spring Forward Weekend. It is Spring Forward Weekend. And uh, if you're... Looking forward to those days, and yeah, that'll be a no, good time. By I know something out. else that's going on tonight too. What's that? That would be the steer sale at the festival. Steer sale? They're selling deer out there. Steer. Oh, steers. Again, let me reiterate: if you're going to do this, call your brother-in-law, call somebody at work, buy yourself a steer. That way, uh, you got your uh, meat for the year. Kind of deal. That's the way I look at it. I mean, we, we tried to uh, warn you this uh, before the pandemic started and beef prices went through the, uh-huh. and uh, uh, last year at the time we were saying, dude, you, this is your time to fill up the freezer. come out cheaper. In the long run, I mean, you got to get her done and uh, that way you got to. And I can't, and, and I didn't get a chance to last week uh, with the swine sale and say it, that there was a lot of people that stepped up and uh, I don't think think what i was told that there was a kid that received less than either eight to ten dollars a pound there you go for their pigs for the projects so it was it was very hard how do i say this heartwarming to see the you know with everything going on the community stepped up the way that they did well there's a lot of people who know how much work it takes to get that pig or beef steer or whatever it is that you got in there uh to the point of sale that's for sure, because uh, those kids work their butts off and hanging around out there at G5 and all those kind of stuff like that. I mean, if you if you see, I mean, we see those kids in there two or three times a week yeah. uh, before the Strawberry Festival because they're buying grooming products. They're buying feed yes. products. They're buying stuff. I mean, dude, those poor parents are shoveling out tons of money to uh, make their steer the best, and that's, that's what they're shooting well, for. Is, is 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 giving them a high price realistic? Is that is that self? You know, is that giving them really a good hard work pays idea? off? What's that? Hard work pays off. Hard yeah, work but does I'm pay just off. Say, I'm not talking about the one kid getting more than the other kid. But if I went into a store and I bought pork, what oh, yeah. what's the price of the pork in the store? Uh, <laughs> what's the price right now? Is <laughs> I no, think it was clean, like two or three. Prep, no, no trash. If you can find, uh, sometimes you can find deals on it where it's under two bucks. It depends on, yeah. I mean, yeah. it all depends on where you buy it. Let's say two bucks a pound. So if you're paying on the hoof, eight to ten. Does that give that kid a real sense of what reality is? In a way, because his hard work. You got to understand, man. These no, kids work no, on it. No. They work their well, butts but off talking, of those things. You, the thing about here. <laughs> You you got a pair. You got to compare apples and oranges here. 
what you're talking about is is Bill's going into the local supermarket and buying one ham or one loin or a rack of ribs. Like that's what I'm you're getting at. As no, far no, as I'm looking at what the true value of that. Well, animal that, yeah, is. I am too because like right now, if you go in and buy a rack of spare ribs from Publix, you're gonna pay forty, probably forty to fifty dollars. No joke for no. Yes, sir. No. A St. Louis cut rack of ribs, you're going to pay between $30 and $50 for and a how much, decent and, set of ribs. And how much? One rack of ribs. Okay. And that's, I mean, but that's the thing but with this. But at the end of the day is that, that pig's not really worth that. I, not to it, the guy. It, I, I, I was real hard on my kids. My my kids, let me tell you, you everything was tough. You cut your teeth on public land fighting defense and well, offense yeah no you know it, it, I, my kids got raised up t- tough i'd uh, they'd be in sports tournaments and i'd be calling penalties on them ah, they made a mistake no, and i get that <laughs> but that's what i'm saying is is when you buy like the the project but, stuff you're buying the whole animal so you're getting like we're the saying poop. well but you're getting like what we're t- you're saying the same thing i am you're getting you're getting the ribs. You're getting the loins. You're getting the hams. You're getting the shoulders. You're getting but the pork chops. The shanks. You're getting any, everything so that belongs word, on that in other pig. Word, in other words, you would go in and basically, if you loaded up your shopping cart in a supermarket with every cut you're going to get off of said cow or said pig, really truthfully, yeah, to me, you would come out cheaper the festival route. Than if you were selling that pig to the slaughterhouse, what would you get? It all depends. That's no, no. What what would you get? It, the market price varies. Okay, your 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 sister and her husband sell cows, buy and sell cows, right? Raise yeah. cows. Oh yeah. What what do you get? What do they get for a? I I mean, it all depends. I've seen feeder steers go anywhere from forty cent a pound up to five to eight dollars a pound. Okay, now what would that steer get at the festival? The same, you could be in the same market, or depending on it, uh, somebody gets in. Okay, fifty cents a pound at this festival. No, no way. No, you're going to pay more because they know those people there know how much hard work those kids put in for that cow, and they're going to give they're going to reward them handsomely for their hard work, which is probably part of the ethics of the entire situation. And I mean, those kids get out there, they raise that thing from a baby all the way up, and they nurture it. They Take care of it. They, they grow it. It's no different than any other farmer. I we, we I know somebody who had a Robert moment from smoking aces. You know, oh boy. The, <laughs> that one moment where he was a few moments uh, too late for the cutoff. Well, person I know was five pounds shy of the minimum weight. Oh yeah, five pounds. Yep. And I've seen them. Deer didn't make see, it through. We've seen them. I've seen them go there. Literally yeah. a pound off, two pounds off. Yeah, yeah, and that's a sad thing because uh, those kids work really hard for that, and they are extremely disappointed. But a lot of them bounce back and do it right the next year, so it's all good. But yeah. uh, the steer sales going on what time tonight? Uh, six thirty, I believe. Six thirty. So if you want to get out there and get yourself uh, some prime. Beef, I would say go ahead and uh, get in line. Carlos is on the phone. Good morning, Carlos. Hello. How are you? Yo, what's up, guys? What's going on? Well, huh? Nothing. You're you're just disturbing the show with nothing but endless uh, texts. Are, are you, are you uh, going fishing this morning? Shut up, man. No, man. 
I'm I'm going down the interstate. I'm meeting George and Bush and uh, Wesley Wesley Chapel. Okay. Seventy five. But I got I got a cordless drill going off in a bucket for the last ten miles. I got to pull over somewhere because <laughs> I guess it's shifted and the button, so it's spinning in the bucket. You know they have a little lock on that trigger. No, I'm going to take the battery out, but I got to pull over somewhere safe. Well, just know? just pull over. <laughs> What the hell? How did I, that even start? Do, do, you, do you guys hear it? It's funny. No. no I stopped not. the other day right in the middle of the Polk Parkway going into the toll plaza. You might have seen it for, I saw for about five days, a hammer right on the side of the road. And it was always, uh-huh. it, it was always, you know, caught me off guard. But then I finally just stopped in the middle of traffic and picked up the hammer because I'd hate for somebody to put that through their tire. You know, this good you hammer. Just wanted the hammer. You just wanted the hammer. <laughs> it's a good hammer. Yeah, gonna an accident for a for a ten dollar hammer. Yeah, I might have. So. Oh man, now I'm a, I'm gonna meet with George. We're gonna go. We're gonna go up to that property. Unfortunately, without Bill George, but you know. That's, that's all right. right. That's, Do some that's scouting. That's the plan so far today. That's Get some it? scouting you're, in. You're just going to go mess around out in the woods? Well, I got I got a rifle. I'm sure George does. I'm going to help him put up some stuff and check some cameras and uh, put put a um, trophy rock down and, you know, a few little things, man, that need to get done. And just Couple in case he comes across a hog? Well, you never know. You know, might, might get lucky. I did send you guys some pictures of some bass fishing so people know we do go fishing, you know? Oh, yeah. Caught a couple. It was a good day. So, uh, still breaking in the boat? I'm getting ready to. Yeah. Yeah, that was actually the first the first fish that day. Nice. You know, the first couple of fish that day, and then that was it. No more time to take pictures. We were just catching, <laughs> you know? Well, there, there's so many so fish what? out there, I could catch them on a treble hook with no bait. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I, I I heard I heard on the, one of the podcasts I heard that you uh, you were catching them. What do you guys got planned for today after the show? Working. I got I got to get camp ready, and you know, it, you've, been, you've been getting camp ready for a week, man. Well, I'm I've got two hundred and fifty gallon water tanks uh, for shower water. Should ease some of my uh, you know transition of of. Uh, water woes and get out of the 55 gallon drum you know constantly changing and whatnot so got to, oh, got to get that speaking done of, speaking of 55 gallon drums man that one you gave me that's in the back well when i went to clean it out of the ash i punched the the shovel through it so that thing's no good <laughs> no that just means it has one more air hole there you go no, it's a big air hole, man. I, I popped it through pretty good. You should, you so. guys should have combined your efforts and bought one of those big giant funnel tank things that uh, John had at his auction. I mean, oh, you could Lord. literally mount no. that on, on four four by fours. You already got to All you have to do is put a shower nozzle on the end of it, pull chain. <laughs> you have five You're six hundred right. gallons right. on top oh, no, of it. No, 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 no. This is hot and cold running water here. That would be hot if you leave it out in the sun no, all no, day. No, 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 no. We have propane hot water heaters. Propane and propane accessories. Yep. Oh, no. No, we we do not. When it comes to camp. I like your style. Let me tell you, 
if you take a bunch of guys that don't shower and girls that don't shower and you put us out in hot, sweaty, chicken-fested, red bug area, and then you come back to camp, everybody's ornery. But if you turn around... It's amazing what a shower can do for you. If you turn around and you come out, you take a beautiful shower, and you go and you relax, my gosh, it just calms everybody down. Amazing what a shower will do for you. Yeah. And for me, I turkey hunt in the morning and then go to work. And and that's so great because I can come out of the woods, take a quick shower, head out. Hit boom. the job and go. Hit the job and go. And I could attest, you guys are a dirty bunch of guys. So. Yeah. Hey. All right, Carlos. Well, yeah. good luck. Have a little bit of fun out there. Be safe. All right, man. See you guys. Have a great day. Take care. All right. See you, bye. Big Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Taking a fast break, you guys. Stay right there. We'll be back. the big and wild outdoors thank you so much for joining us here in hour number two as we uh trudge on through sitting here looking at um i had to ask bill george a question a guy uh, posted a little uh comment on here there's a there's a number on here but i guess it's probably not going to work but guy out in lake george wildlife management area Using an app out there, he's taking his grandson for his first turkey uh, hunt, and he came across a sign. He's using a what? An app out there that uh, it's a hunting map maybe, out there. Maybe like Onyx. Yeah, but this one's called uh, Avenza, A V E N Z I A, uh, Avenza Map Application. Uh, he's using that when he came out there, and he came across a sign as he was going into what he believed to be the legal area, according to the mapping app that says, uh, close to hunting and trapping, unleashed dogs and trapping devices. Uh, and it does have the, the Swift Mud or whatever. It's not Swift Mud. It's the St. John's River uh, management thing on there, and it has the FWC logo on the other side, and there's well, a number to call. Well, I was maps, maps like Onyx turn around and tell you what's state-owned land, right. but some of that state-owned land is close to hunting, yeah. okay? There's some of the stuff that I deal with uh, up by Richland. It is There are sections of that that are owned by the, the state forest in our part of the Withlacoochee State Forest, but they have closed to hunting. Right. And so I don't know where that particular place is and it may be something that's changed if if you're hunting it under this the lake george wildlife management area you really need to look at what fwc post as the area that's open to hunting for that area now i will tell you there's been more than one time in somebody's life there may or may not have been some signs that says something's closed or you know 
you can't go there or drive there or walk there, and it might really have been legal. People do that type of stuff. Um, you know. Well, you're saying somebody might have put up a sign like this to keep somebody oh. from going in there. Oh, area? let me tell you, the people are ruthless. Yeah. Well, this one here, like, do I, stuff like that all I, the time. Yeah. I look at it, I said, it looks like they just put it up yesterday. The nails are as shiny as all get out. Like uh, they just posted it up there, uh, stuck it up on a pine tree, which is that's not usually where I would see FWC driving not, a nail not, or something yeah, like that. Just about, well, and that's my other thing is I was sitting here thinking about it while you were talking about just how brand new it is with new nails, but then a pine tree. And, and it's nailed into the and, tree. And, and as someone who has, let's just say, in the last six months done a lot when – it comes to tree harvesting and land management and other things. Um, the state's very touchy when it comes to their pine trees. Yeah, and usually so is the uh, water management districts, or at least <laughs> they claim to be. The, the pine trees are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I, well, I'm I'm just thinking that you know most of, ti- most of the time when you see a sign that's put up there. Uh, by an agency or something like that, it's attached to a post because you know it takes twelve guys to to put that in there. So they or have to like have. Or like you a, said, there's a hardwood tree close by that's. Or they usually they usually put it on a post or a four by four or something like that where you can put it on there and put it that way. Uh, I don't never see them nailing it up to a tree. Uh, well, even when you see roads or tram no. closed type things, it's, actually, I helped WC open some hearts up in uh, Green Swamp one time, and went out and helped nail signs to trees. And they they did we did nail them to trees. That was really yeah. Well, I, I would be curious. I would love to call this number live on the air, but uh, of course that's not legal on the FCC side. So we'd it's have to not. call no we'd have to call them ask permission to put them on the air and all that kind of good stuff you can't just call no somebody on calling. the air yeah you, you just can't do that well and it's i might i mean rules. and i'm like bill said the same thing i know of people that you know in time have done it to where they put signs up they put flagging stuff they flag trails they do all kinds of crazy stuff just to keep people off of it but they can't do – I mean, they're not legally supposed to do it, but they do it to just keep people out of their spot, yeah, so to speak. So. Well, I know we had somebody on the phone, and I pushed the button, but I'm sure Diego doesn't have it turned up in the uh, other room. Oh. So Hold that, on. that's why it takes uh, somebody in the other room to uh, do that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll have to put them on hold and see what happens. But uh, if anybody's out there – can do me a favor and call this number and uh, see who answers. And if anybody does answer and see where it goes to, uh, we'd have to wait all the way till the break to be able to do it. But the number is 386-329-4500. That number again, are you ready? Got your cell phone? You ready? Here we go. 386-329-4500. And just ask them if anybody answers and say, is there an area that's closed out there on the uh, Lake George Wildlife Management Area? And uh, see what they have to say about it. All right, we'll try again on the phone. Good morning. Who's this? Rob up the road. How are you doing this morning? Who's this? I didn't, understand. I didn't hear you. Rob up the road. How are you doing this morning? Hey, how are you? Pretty good. I just want to call in with my people. You know, I'm going to... Okeechobee to the Speckle Perch Festival, but uh, gators, gators are moving, and uh, 
have had a couple issues where people have complained they've come up to them uh, the boats while they're fishing. So I just want everybody to be aware that it is mating season and, and Pay attention. Uh, to be careful. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> so what should they do if uh, you got a gator approaching your boat? Do you gently tap them on the nose with your fishing rod, or you just gently ask them to leave? What is considered harassment and not harassment? Well, it, it depends on if you're a PETA person or you're a wildlife person. Oh, I got you. <laughs> I, I understand. So, what would Bill George do? Oh, Lord. Bill George would uh, aggressively negotiate. We lost you. <laughs> well, that usually that, happens when that, you're headed to Okeechobee. Bill George would, uh, doom, gone. Yeah. I, so. I hear static. Maybe <laughs> but, he drove off the road. I don't but, know. If you get if you can still hear us, give us a shot. Try again. We'll, uh, we'll get you back here in a second. Uh, yeah, well, with mating season going on, that's the time where you uh, keep a close eye on uh, your small children and everything else when you're next to lakes Pay or bodies of water. I, I tell you. And gators will be moving. That is the eeriest sound, being in a swamp bottom, sitting with vegetation up to your shoulders, and you hear that 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 sound moving. It's so deep and so <laughs> low and goes everywhere. You have a hard time even telling where it's coming from. Well, that's the whole point behind it. And, and then, of course, in the just... water, it magnifies. And oh. some of those tones we can't even hear as humans. And, you know, they, you can see them when they start they, they start that bellowing out there in the water. You'll see the water dancing on their backs. I'm sure you might have seen it on some nature program or something. But uh, before you even hear it, there's certain tones that are so low that, you know, human ears don't even pick it up. Yeah. So, but uh, those female gators sure do. Nice. They they feel it and they hear it. But uh, so this will be the time. This will be the time where uh, every news crew in America will be uh, looking in ditches and oh, yes. giving us great stories about how uh, Mrs. Jenkins found an alligator on the back of her her veranda. You know, uh, because or Miffy got too close to the water. And uh, yeah, it's true. Miffy got a little too close and uh, no longer got miffed up. So, no. <laughs> so just be careful and be aware. And don't uh, to all those folks visiting out there since it's spring break a week ago. Don't feed the alligators. Yeah, please. that would be a bad idea. Yeah, we don't encourage that Look, activity whatsoever. D- it's not just alligators. It's pelicans or any of these other things. These the wildlife. You're not helping it. Oh no, I understand know. you're not helping. What I'm saying though is, from a safety standpoint, I don't mind if a pelican dive bombs me versus a alligator trying to, <laughs> trying to snatch you oh, off whoa, the bank. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, sure. I, I'll hit you with the pelican. Uh, th- that uh, did. no, no, no. Okay. You didn't care if a pelican dive bombed you. So if I find a pelican that's fine. that might have succumbed to something, I'm going to hurl a match at that's 30 fi- miles okay. an hour. Okay, Be hurl perfect. a pelican at me at 30 miles an hour or a 10-foot alligator try to, like, rip my arm. Yeah, bring the pelican on, buddy. <laughs> come on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you a question when we come back from break. You mentioned, uh, you know, not feeding wildlife and all that kind of stuff like that. I got a, I got a little question. That is juices flowing. All right, speaking of wild outdoors, break bottom of the hour. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Yeah, go see him today. I'll be stopping in to say hi to Brooksy today. Go over and get your best deal on your car or truck that you want so badly, so badly. Go check out, see if they get the new Bronco. Ooh, that thing is awesome. All right, we'll be back.
the sunrise A feeling everyone should know Hear them calling from the treetop My gun laying on my lap Hoping it gets close enough To make them take a nap Yeah, I said I'd have some I promised my mom But I'm still sitting here waiting on Tom Well, wait no more We have Tom on the phone Good morning, Tom. How are you? It's doing well. How are y'all doing? Yeah, we uh, played that song just for you. You, you got your own intro music. Yeah. We, uh, wow, look at that. Look at that. Waiting on Tom I, by... Uh, I, I finally arrived. By our friend Tony oh, Young. come on. Of course, with the FWC <laughs> and his band. I mean, that's his song. He, uh, so we thought it would be pretty nice to do it as an intro for you and your, your big turkey story. Are you calling about your turkey story? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm not... Uh, too proud to you know tell on myself when when I uh, make less than a than a stellar shot. Uh, we were uh, we we're you know, I, we, this past weekend for for opening weekend we were down south and uh, I had a, a nice gobbler come in at about and got got in a little close at about 15 yards and I pulled the shot a little bit and uh, pretty much blew a fist size hole right through the through the craw but didn't manage to hit anything vital and this bird took off like a shot out of a cannon. Well, we, we, we looked for him. We couldn't find him. So we went back, had breakfast, gathered up the troops and went back out to find him. Couldn't find him. Looked on the backside of the finger of, 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 uh, Oak hammock, found a couple of feathers and this bird had run out into the middle of a pasture and got in the middle of a pond and it was hiding in the weeds out in the pond. And I had to wade out into a pasture mm-hmm. pond up to up to my thighs, praying the whole time the good Lord was going to protect me from stepping on a 14-foot gator, <laughs> while all my friends stood around the stood around the, the the pond and shouted encouragement about how they had my back if the gator grabbed me. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's always you know. good. I'd be <laughs> so more worried about water moccasins out there in the middle of uh, a cattle pond. Well, the way I look at it is, I got I got time to get the antivenom uh, if a if a, if a big true. old. If a good old, a big old uh, pasture gator grabs me, I, I, I might, I might not, uh, might, might not make it out of the pond. Well, I, I tell you, that's you know, a lot of people don't understand what we as hunters do to, to do everything we can to recover anything that we we potentially hurt or wounded or, or oh, you yeah. know, shot. So yeah, I mean that was yeah. not that's not done because of pride. That's done because <laughs> you no, want to make I, sure uh, that. I, uh, I'll, I, you know, like, like you said, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes to, to recover an animal, whether it's a turkey or a, or a deer or whatever. You know, you, we, you do what you got to do, but uh, sometimes it doesn't put you in the most comfortable position. But I, but I managed to catch up with them. But, you know, Lord is my witness. I, I didn't realize turkeys could swim. <laughs> we yeah, had, they can. We had one a buddy of mine shot, came gobbling, strutting through waist-deep water. And actually gobbling and strutting while swimming. Yeah, sure. And oh he God. shot him. And it was like, you know, you kept trying to get closer to where the turkey was, and then you realized you can't get there. Well, the turkey came swimming, and that, that just so yeah. happened to be in a big old nasty swamp in Chazowitzka. That turkey was swimming to him. And yeah. when he shot him, the bird went under, and then it wasn't dead, but it didn't get up to run. My buddy fell three times. Uh, 
exploded his hat three times trying to get to that turkey. <laughs> Couldn't hardly get his rubber boots off. It was the most pitiful sight. He had to wear a rain well, suit back. <laughs> I wasn't with the with the amount of rain they've they've had. I think the water levels are up down south, and I wasn't sure whether I was going to you know step on a gator, step into a deep hole, or come face to face with a water moccasin that that, that was uh, not in a good mood. But, hey, at, at know, least I know we, what we you've been them. through. Your immune system was in good shape, so That's we didn't true. have to worry about any amoebas or anything like that. So. No. Well, this, well, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, we were on a uh, a working cattle ranch, and and they 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 lose a lot of calves in the spring to gators in the oh, water. Yes, holes. that that was my main that was my main concern. Well. You can tell them uh, we can work against some permits to take some of them out of there. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. They have uh, they have they have an operation. I flashed uh, well in 2019. I think they harvested uh, around 20,000 eggs off of this ranch. It's uh, 30 36,000 acres. Wow. It's 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 nuts. And uh, yeah, they they have they have plenty of everything. And we managed to uh, I managed to tag out uh, opening weekend. So. My uh, Florida turkey season is done, and then in a couple weeks, I'm headed up to Missouri to hunt Easterns on my property. So, hopefully, uh, we have we have the same luck up there. Not, well, hopefully, you have better luck up there. <laughs> we don't have to worry well, about. <laughs> I, you know, I, the way I look at it is, I got, I got the turkey, and I got a great story that, I, that I'll hold. Yeah, that is up. true. If that they jump, true. well, the thing about it is, they jump in a pond in Missouri. What's the worst thing you got to worry about? Water copperhead, or copperhead. Yeah, well, I, you know, you, you say that, but I saw I saw a, an article on Facebook from the Kansas De- Department of Wildlife. They they uh, they caught a gator up in uh, Kansas uh, last week. Oh Lord! Now, yeah, they, it was only it was only a four footer. It was probably somebody's pet that they they let go, but. You know, yeah. just because somebody just threw because one in the back of the truck from mean. Disney World. They were they were getting them up in the Allegheny out of Pittsburgh too. At one point, couple in one year, and that's people letting them go. Well, if anybody's ever been to uh, Dinosaur World, there's a big stuffed alligator uh, that uh, I'm related to that lives in that lives in their uh, their restaurant there. A couple of my relatives back in the 20s took took a couple of baby gators from Florida on their honeymoon up to Ohio. And raised it up and actually donated it to the Cincinnati Zoo during World War II. They called it Tojo. It, was a, it eventually died and got stuffed and moved around and somehow ended up here back down in Florida, Dinosaur World, in their uh, in their restaurant. That is wow. funny. <laughs> that is that is that's awesome, man. Well, now uh, when did you say you were headed back out to Missouri? Uh, a couple weeks. You know, they're uh, you know they're. Uh, their uh, their season didn't start till April, so I got I got a little bit mm-hmm. uh, of time to get ready. So, do you think you're going to change your choke before you head out to Missouri, or are you going to? I'm keep actually it? trying to find uh, a new a new turkey gun. I want to get one of those Benelli uh, Performance Shop uh, uh, Super Black Eagle turkeys. Oh yes, jeez. But, but uh, right now they're they're rather difficult to find. Yeah, they're not they're not easy to get, and. Uh... I don't know. Uh, I like the Super Black Eagle. I do. I think it's a very exceptional firearm. Uh, but uh, that choke, what were you using to uh, shoot a fist-sized uh, round well, 15 was a, yards? I was using Federal, uh, federal Premium Number 4s uh, on, on an extra tight uh, uh, custom turkey, uh, you know, full full choke. Yeah. And uh, I just let him get, you know, I was shooting uh, three and a half. These are three and a half inch Magnums. I just let him get a little bit close. Why? Why? Why'd you let him get that close? <laughs> because, 
Because, well, why didn't you uh, wait for him to I, walk somebody away? Somebody may or, may or may not have been taking a nap. Ah, <laughs> that a boy. The, the typical, that a boy. The typical uh, turkey hunt uh, reaction. I, I will tell you. Wake my, up, shoot, oh dang. Statue of Limitations. Damn it, a turkey right in front of The putting alarm clock, is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, you know, my, my, my buddy who is with me, you know, he, he knows he's supposed to throw things at me if, I, if I'm asleep. <laughs> well, I tell you, my Statue of Limitations is up, but my dad fell asleep one time. We had him hunting out first time here in Florida for turkeys and he woke up to do two gobblers fighting over his decoy new <laughs> you know three shots later he had two dead gobblers and we're like uh dad you 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 can't do that you can't kill two birds <laughs> in one room. I, I didn't think first time taking him out on public land i had to warn him about shooting more than one gobbler but you know nonetheless he he killed two and there you go that happens sometimes that's a lot of years yeah. ago and, and, and Tom can attest to this, kids. This is why you need to check the pattern on your shotgun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what the pattern is doing, but you know, unfortunately, I've got mine set up so that I don't have to worry about if that bird hangs up out there a little exactly. bit, uh, a little bit further out there. But you know, you definitely when they they get in close, you really have to. to uh, aim small and miss small, and I think hey. I just got a little excited and, and uh, got a little too heavy on the trigger. Yeah, that's yeah. because you just woke up. Well, <laughs> you did it, maybe. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like get the elbow in the ribs. Wake up, wake up, he's right there. And you're like, what? Huh? Huh? My Click, ki- bang. My kids will what? tell you, you fall asleep. I'm shooting them out from under you. There you go. Exactly. Well, everybody, be safe out there. You know, be you know, be aware of your surroundings, especially you guys out there on public land. Yep. And uh, just uh, let everybody be safe and get through the turkey season without any uh, incidents. All right, Tom. Be thanks safe, for the brother. call, man. All right, talk to you all later. Have a great weekend. All right, we're going to get out of here and take a break real quick. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. You know, he brought up an interesting question to me on social media this week, and I had to look it up. So, Tom, if you're listening, pay attention because I think I may have an answer for you when we come back. All right? We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. Welcome in. Hi. How you doing? I just like how our legal department says statute of limitations and we can start talking about stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, you got to make sure well, that you know what you're going to do. I'll so. tell you, that that year we took my dad in for the first time and it was like you're trying to go through all the rules and regulations and this and that and it's... Well, it's, and you got to look at it. This is the argument I've had with people with some of the elderly hunters and stuff like that. That is definitely the a bird in the hands better than two in the bush, and that's from the old mentality of you got that opportunity, you take advantage no, of that opportunity, he, you know, because it, it don't come around all the time. You you just don't get that many encounters. That's with what I'm saying. In 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 the woods, and and so I didn't think to say, hey, only one bird. Well, that's what I'm saying is because is, it's hard enough to get an encounter, let alone get them killed. That's, but we did put my dad in a good spot that the turkeys like to to work their way through, and 
There, there he was, and he had fallen asleep, woke up, two yeah. gobblers fighting over the decoy. He killed the first one, and then the second one started to run off. It took him two shots to get that one, but, you know. But that's he, what I'm saying. He was always a great shot, but it, it, and there it is. My brother and I go over there, and it's like on the radio, did you get one? Well, yeah, and we get over there, and I look at my brother. I had, I had many hunts in green swamp west special opportunity hunts i took look to look at my brother i said i'm i'm not checking them out you got to check the other bird out you know <laughs> so both birds got checked out just my brother couldn't shoot well and that's what, like, that year. like we said that's what i'm saying that's like when you get mad with the people who drop two deer at one time or something like that i mean you know in that situation you don't get the, how how many times does that situation get presented to you not many. <laughs> uh, my first experience uh, with a guided turkey hunt, I had that experience where yeah, you had two of them that were together, and when I popped the uh, the dominant <laughs> one in the front, the second one started. Remember his, all them butt whippings you gave me? Yeah, started kicking his butt while he was on the ground, and I racked another shell in and put the bead on his head, and I heard Joey over my right shoulder go <laughs> roll, over my right shoulder going, "Don't, don't, don't do it! I know you want to, but don't!" And I was like. Dude, it would be so easy. He's like, don't. I went, okay. Come on, man. I get two in the state. No, I didn't. <laughs> so uh, uh, we let we let that one walk. And, I mean, he didn't walk until, like, I got up off the ground, started walking. I was halfway over there getting it before he finally turned and looked oh, at me. Oh, you want some, too? And said, uh, oh, there, there's a human here. I better better flee. Well, And there, he, he just kind of, like, walked off. There A lot of times, my daughter, one year in Pennsylvania, you shoot shoot the gobbler, you know, one there's two two gobblers fighting over the decoy, and when she shot the one, of course the other one just comes over and wants to keep flogging his buddy that just got shot, you know. And it wasn't until we got up that he ran off. So yeah, that's crazy how that I, happens. I, I literally the funniest story I ever heard in my life. A friend of mine did that. They shot the bird. The subdominant started flaw. I mean, apparently, like this. He must have tortured this bird because he just mercilessly beat on the bird that they had shot, and they literally had to start picking up sticks and throwing sticks at the other gobbler to make him leave so that they could get to the bird that they shot. Somebody we know just had a, this past deer season. Was it Eddie? I don't uh, Somebody that we know, um, Mahoney, somebody shot a deer, shot a nice eight-point. Oh, you talk about the Facebook video? Yeah, yeah, and then the other deer comes Come walking out. And out. Just started whooping the crap out of him. Here's a dead deer. Here's a dead buck. He walked by, walked, did a couple circles around him, laid those ears back, and then next thing you know, he's going after the dead guy on the him. ground. And he's like, "What in the hell's Bulldozing going?" Bulldozing him and flipping him like a what pancake. Is, what is going on here, man? God, man. Well, nature is so funny. And speaking of nature, uh, Tom Free this past week, our good friend and the guy we just talked to on the phone, he uh, he posted a kind of like a philosophical question you know he's got those really bright beautiful green dock lights out there on his on the back of his dock and he posted the question he said which minnow decides which direction clockwise or counterclockwise the school will circle in or i wonder if they just take a vote and you know because all the fish are going around in a certain circle so I posted back, I wrote back to him, and I said, you know, that's something I never really thought about, but come to think of it, every time I've ever seen bait fish on lights, they're always going counterclockwise unless they're being harassed by a predator. 
which, of course, Tom immediately jumps back with, I wonder if they swim clockwise in the southern hemisphere. Probably like flushing a toilet. <laughs> and I said, I don't know, but now I'm dang sure going to find out because now it's got my peaked my curiosity. And Tom wrote back, he said, these are the things that keep me up at night. Yeah. So I literally Thanks. did. Appreciate that. I literally did spend about the next hour and a half on my computer, on my laptop, and then on my phone looking at other articles. And scientists did find out that dolphins in the Southern Hemisphere have a tendency to swim more in a clockwise direction. And so do fish that are out in schooling. But then other experts say that usually that's attributed to currents, well, which which they want to fish want to swim into the current because that way they get more oxygen across their mm-hmm. gills and all that stuff. And I and I started looking like fish swimming on lights and stuff like that. What do lights give off? That every light, even the bright one in the sky, give off. Besides light, what do they give? Heat uh, energy. Yeah. And heat rises. So heat rises, right? And it actually does create a little, kind of a circular little vortex, just like with convection. You got warm water rising off the lights, cool water warming in, so it actually creates a current. And the fish will usually swim in the current in the direction that they feel that they're getting the most oxygen out of. So they could go either way. But but if you flush a toilet in the... (laughs) northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere they would go opposite directions right if you flush here in florida it goes it goes clockwise if you do it down south it goes counterclockwise right i don't know which way it, it'll be separate so i wonder if the fish are doing the same thing well that's what he was asking is he was saying i wonder if in the southern hemisphere they do and scientists did say that they have found that certain fish do swim in the opposite direction that they swim in the northern hemisphere, which that just cracks me up. But then it's, it, that's what I'm saying. It's like you start reading more and more and more, and you're like, "Well, crud! I didn't know that either." About the lights creating heat, create a current, and the fish will go in there and they'll stay close to the light, and it creates a little convection. It's all this other. So you learn all these other. No, things I'm as just. You go it on. cracks me up to sit here and think that you guys are like me, and little stuff like that will sit there and bug you to the point. <laughs> No, it, that no, I got so much stuff going on in my life that that bugged me. But that's the, the but that's a scientific thing that would that sparks an interest in me that makes me kind of go, you know, why do they do that? And do they do that down south? I literally also was looking for an outfit or something that I could call on the show to look for for a fishing outfitter that wouldn't think I was totally an American nutbag. Going, hey, uh, I got a question. Do you have any lights out on your dock? Do your fish like swim clockwise or counterclockwise? So on your bait lights. <laughs> down, yes. down in Australia or somewhere. Uh, you know, down in. They're going to sit there and say, did Florida authorize recreational marijuana? I guess. I don't know. But uh, it just, it, it got me, it got me thinking. And I thought it was so funny. It's one of those late night things. Cause I think we did that at like uh, 10 or 11 o'clock at night. So mm. we were both kind of, uh, Loopy. Yeah, looping about stuff. And I was like, well, I have to go look. Now it's going to drive me crazy. So I stayed up till about 1 o'clock. Anyway. No. So to answer your question, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the fish. I'm enjoy versus mounds. Yeah, oh, mounds, I'm enjoy. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's my one Lord. of those things where yeah, you can go either way. 
Uh, I wanted to bring this up because I'll wait till the next hour because uh, it's going to take a while to get through it. And Bill George says I can never get through a story in one segment. No, so. Oh, you need every bit of the segment. But yeah. so. Now, next week, I will not be here. Yeah, you will. I will not be here next week. Uh, opening day of turkey season. Why? I will be in the woods. What are you going to do out there? Uh, either watch a turkey die or shoot a turkey. So, wait a minute. Are you going to uh, go out to, is this the start of camp? Is this Camp Crazy? Yes, or? Camp Crazy begins Friday. We can set up camp. And uh, Saturday, opening day of hunting. So, Friday Friday's camp day. So, Thursday, who's going to come in as your uh, godfather? Who's going to be the uh, godfather of your seat? My seat? I don't know. I'm I'm working on somebody. You think you're gonna get that lazy Mike Singleton to show back up up in here anytime uh, soon? I doubt. I, he's 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 been totally uh, henpecked and he has been flogged by his wife and uh, not allowed to come out and play no more. What? Not according to his social media status. Oh. He's in Homosassa at oh. the bar. Uh, well, that's that's because that's where she wants to be. Well, it's and not that far to drive. He, uh, he's dogging it close, man. He can drive over here from home assassin. It's not that I far. Say, I say that. That's, that no, that may or may not word. be the truth, but it, it, it sounded <laughs> like a damn good story. But, <laughs> no, we, we turn around. I got people coming to camp. I got, you know, it, camp is a beautiful place to me. I know uh, you know that. I, I turn around. I just saw that Dave Owens uh, was in Pennsylvania camp with me. He's, he's a guy who goes around the United States killing turkeys on public land, has the Pinhati Project. He he had just posted from his PA trip up there where he stayed with us in Pennsylvania, two of his turkey hunts up there that, that happened. Is he up there now shooting one? No, no, no. He just got done down in South Florida, and uh, I'm not too sure what state he's headed to. There was a possibility he might come swinging through camp, but um, I'm sure we'll have some. When you say South Florida, you mean down around Okeechobee area? South of 70. Okay. South of seventy, I think he, I think he's uh, limited out in Florida right now. Really? Oh. oh yeah. Has he gone down and got one of those uh, sneaky Key West turkeys yet? I haven't heard of hmm. any Key West. You haven't turkeys. seen them? They no. run with those key deer. They're always with them side by side. Well, key deer aren't in Key West. Yeah, I know, but they're in that whole area. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't got one yet. I don't know. He's got to keep a keep an eye out for those. <laughs> you never it's, seen one of those? No. Really? So I've seen a lot of roosters and chickens or something. No. Well, but well, I don't know. Pretty amazing. Do you need a license for those? I don't I don't know. I don't think they're native. Oh boy. You know, it's kind of like the royal palm hunts they used to have up in Tallahassee. Mm. Do you remember those? Were you around when no. they had those running around? No. The royal palm. I haven't heard that in a long time. Dude, there were people actually paying good money to shoot those things. There was like some big plantation up there in uh, Tallahassee that was giving out or uh, selling royal palm hunts, and people were buying the crap out of them. Have you ever seen a royal palm turkey? No. Seriously? No. Well, then I'll have to show you a picture of them. Listen. They're beautiful. As as I posted on a guy who uh, that got a. A deal on an Osceola hunt. Come to find out it was a high fence operation, and this turkey is not an Osceola. It's some sort of bronze hybrid barnyard-looking thing. So he was extremely mad about it, and the gentleman said, well, at least it wasn't a royal palm. And I go, dude, do you remember those? And he's like, yeah, I do. 
and I had to post a picture for anybody because people started asking, what the heck is a royal palm turkey? So I had to put a picture of one up, so I'll show it to you when we go. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors. Hour number three is right around the corner. Here we go. It's brought to you by Brandon Ford.